We are Unqualified Parenting. We're here to do the work researching topics so that you don't have to. We're a dad and a mom aiming to bring you our own unique perspective from our two very different blended families. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am good. <laughs> What's new, Cody? Uh, the podcast wasn't recording. I realized <laughs> that when you reintroduced yourself. And it's recording now. That's great. I can see it on the screen. I'm Jen, bio and stepmom. This is Cody, full-time dad, married to a full-time stepmom. I had to hydrate. It's, it's fine. You've, you've talked a lot, so... <laughs> You know, I really do. <laughs> did you introduce me? I did. Okay, what'd you say? I said that I I said that you were a full time dad and married to full time stepmom. That's some exciting podcast. <laughs> <No>, that's super <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, how's the job hunt? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I had a interview today, so we'll see how that goes. That's good. Yeah. My- Fingers and toes and eyeballs crossed for you. Yep. Um, this is episode five. Number five. So, we made it. That's it. Yep. You make it to five. And, You've made it in podcast. And land. now we're millionaires. <laughs> Super famous. Did you know that there's a podcast called Unqualified? What is it about? Uh, Anna Ferris. It, it's about it. Anna Ferris? No, she stars in it. Like, she hosts. She's dead to me. She. <laughs> She broke it off with Chris Pratt, <laughs> and I will never forgive her. Poor Chris Pratt. But no, that's cool. Like, because uh, is hers a parenting podcast? I don't think so. I think it's a comedy one. Do I'm gonna have to check it, it out. I I think so. If it's parenting, no, the, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not parenting. Do? I'm like ninety percent sure it's comedy. But okay. But yeah, my favorite murder was doing a crossover episode with Unqualified. My favorite Unqualified murder? Yep. <laughs> As they all are. She's really funny. I really like her. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah, yeah. she's really funny. How's the family? They're good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, my stepdaughter and husband went tried to go wheeling this Sunday and uh, snapped an axle about 20 minutes in on his oh, uh, rodeo. Four so. wheeling. Yes. Okay. Rock crawling, off-roading, four-wheeling, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, first obstacle, snapped the axle, and we had to go rescue him, and it was like an all-day excursion. <laughs> it was super exciting. But you know what I like about him? Like, he doesn't lose his cool. He's, like, super chill the whole time. Like, you could tell he's disappointed. And You're totally the opposite. Oh, yeah. I like, no. <laughs> We both like just put our heads down and like get through it. And, you know, we he didn't get home till almost nine. I got the girls home at almost eight and then have to like hurry and rush bed and everything because that's past the one year old bedtime. And yeah, we just got through it. It was sucked. That's a but... stressful day. That does <laughs> yeah. suck. Yeah. It was obnoxious, but but I'm glad that he's like that because I've I've seen other guys break things <laughs> they do there's a few break. times i've lost my shit over something really small <laughs> actually there's a lot of times i've lost my shit over something small yeah and that was like a whole axle on a truck so i probably would have been a little bit more angry than he was for sure uh how are you good how's the family they're good 
we're living. Uh, wife and daughter ran a 5K last week. Together? Mm-hmm. That's precious. Girls on the Run. It's a pretty good organization. And they, how old's your daughter? Um, she's coming up on 25. <laughs> she's 11 now, coming up on 25. Yeah, I'm sure it feels that way. She had her first dance recital Saturday. Oh, did she go? Hip hop. Oh, dance recital. I was thinking like school dance where you no. get not yet. Too they soon. Don't do that yet. I think Too soon. Do they still do that in elementary school? <laughs> no, I don't think they've ever done it. When I was in elementary, elementary school, school, we had a sixth grade dance. Oh, really? That's and they cute. handed out literal dance cards. <laughs> you had to walk around and fill out your dance card. Wow. Oh. Was it like to get permission to dance? Gonna touch you. <laughs> That's yep. And great. You fill up your dance card, and then you hope that the girl you really liked happened to be on a slow dance because you had no way of knowing. Oh. And if it wasn't a slow dance, no one danced together because it's sixth grade. That's what <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're doing at that age. But no, she had her hip hop dance recital. I guess it's a big dance company. It was called Beauty and the Beast. So all the songs were like around beauty and the beast and oh, they told the story cool. so her song was freak like me by <laughs> santi gold oh <laughs> she, she fucking killed it that's cool she was so good that's awesome it was so so much fun yeah did you record it they wouldn't let you what no the? pictures no video because they hired a production company oh, to brother, do the video so then they could sell the video 18 bucks for a dvd did you buy it yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's precious. To. I turn around to like, I'm thinking, man, all right. They hired somebody. It was at Kingsbury Hall, which is super nice. So I'm like, man, we must have like four cameras set up, get multiple angles. Was some lady with some janky home <laughs> camera. It's like got a VHS in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. But uh, no, we're doing good. Uh, dyed the kid's hair blue. Oh, really? She wanted just like the tips temporary done. or yeah, we went with the semi permanent hair dye, so it'll wash out in a month. Mm. But I remember I dyed the tips of my hair blue when I was 16, and my mom freaked out and said she would not be seen in public with me if I went through with it. And I said, Sweet, double win. <laughs> I went and did it. She didn't talk to me for a few days. And then, because I did one streak down the front, like my bangs were blue. And then I did just the bottom tips, like three inches blue. And it turned, it was permanent blue, supposedly. It turned gray within <laughs> three weeks. And my friends kept coming up to me at school. Did you know that you have gray hair? And I'm like, yeah, Yes, thank you. And I ended up having to like go and pay on my 16 year old cashier money to get a different hair. Yeah, What's your most embarrassing haircut ever? Um, Bonus points if there's pictures you can upload. I don't, I don't think I really have one that's been that bad. No? No, but like. My hair was to my waist until I was in 12th grade. Like, it was just always the same forever. And then I finally just, like, chopped it off. But, no, I don't think that there is one. Okay, good. Yeah, how about you? All right, on to the next, uh, <laughs> on to the next topic. What do we got next? Um, just kidding. I had a lot. Oh, you did? Are I you going to upload it to the website? Is this happening? I had an MC Hammer flat top. <laughs> With the cuts in the side, <laughs> with the parachute pants. Nice. A kid in the nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was when our senior hall was on TV. Do you remember him? And he'd like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like spin his arm in there. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to come back. 
Oh. Two years ago or something Ooh. like that, he had a talk show. He tried to come back. And then he got like four <laughs> episodes in and they were just like, sorry, dude. Did you have a, were they Jinko pants? Jingo? Oh, I rocked those Jinkos. Jinkos. Yep. Oh, I had those too. I yeah. totally dressed like a boy. Um, a kid with curly hair moved into our school once. Oh, did everyone so get perms after that? I went and got a perm. That's <laughs> so weird how kids do that. They like gravitate to the kid that's different. I had a mullet for a while. Ooh. Mullet. And that was my cowboy phase. I always had a cowboy shirt tucked in, belt, belt buckle. <laughs> I went through a cholo phase mm. where I slicked my hair back and I wore like a flannel buttoned at the top. <laughs> this like funny looking skinny white kid with a limp hanging out with all the Mexican kids in school. I don't think, I don't think your leg has come up yet on this podcast actually because you mentioned your limp. I don't Maybe think we've even talked about it. I have my best friend is a leg. <laughs> talks to me at night he takes it off sleeps with it next to his bed mm -hmm. i do actually well <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yep i'm an amputee i've got half a leg on my left side lost it in nom in nom yep went there in 2003 tripped lost my leg <laughs> nope i was born without it uh born without a femur which is weird because you'd think it'd be like the opposite. It's more common now. When I was a kid, it was literally one in a million. That's because the ones, they'd just throw them off a cliff and, at and that point. Yeah, they just boot them. <laughs> this is Sparta. Yeah. They just boot me off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. This one's going out to you, Casey. <laughs> but yeah, so born without a femur on a prosthetic leg since I could move. And you had a foot. Right. I did. So, yeah. So, I was born without the whole femur. So, your tib, fib, and foot were basically- Tib, fib, and foot. Tib, fib, and foot. My favorite restaurant. <laughs> come on. Come on down to Hungry Pete's tib, fib, and foot. <laughs> we got just the tibs. <laughs> but, yeah. So, basically, lower half of the leg up where the upper half is. I have no connection at my hip. I had a foot that they I cut off. I don't think I knew that. I was too, you no, don't have no, like the no concave area? No, because it's the top of my uh, fibula. But how do you do the hokey pokey? I just put it in, <laughs> it out, shake it all down. <laughs> okay. But so I've got movement of half a hip and half a knee. So I can push it backwards like a knee, but I can't bring it forward. Oh. But I can go out to the side like a hip. So I basically have like three muscles that create a fake. But you sit hip with it joint. forward. Mm -hmm. And you walk. So it's just the tendons because there's no muscular connection. So you can't like lift it up? Just like a knee, you can't straighten it any more than straight. I that's true. <laughs> but I don't have a bone stopping me from lifting it any higher. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do you have your foot in a jar somewhere in your basement no. or no? Didn't let you keep the foot. I don't even know what I'd do with it. What do you do? Just put it on a Put shelf? it in a jar. Yeah. Bring it out for Halloween. I'd bury it. Be like, it. that's my foot. I'd bury it in some like random yard in the neighborhood. <laughs> Just like, right along the sprinkler oh, line. Oh, man. So next year, they have to go check their sprinkler lines. It's just like They'd a think some baby got murdered. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. So this episode is about healthy eating habits for your tots and kids and babies and all those those people. 
So I have five tips that I'm going to do. Like for picky eaters, for anybody? Just anybody. Like setting them up for success. And if you're struggling with stuff, like maybe try these tips. Success is in getting the food in their mouth or success is in building healthy habits? Building healthy habits and not making the kitchen a war zone. Because this is like a big stressor for a lot of parents and kids and especially new parents with their babies who one of my friend's babies really didn't start eating any food till he was about 10 months old. And he's just barely started. This kid's a tank, too. Like he's giant. So we're not worried about him. (laughs) He's his head's in the 99th percentile for his his body's in the first. (laughs) Um, He's he's fine. But uh yeah, he just wasn't interested in eating for like uh-huh. months and it's like it just happens sometimes and you just got to you can't force a kid to eat. You can't make them swallow. So <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go to um number 1 tip is for newborns and little babies. And I got this tip from Babywise, which some people are very against this book. It's super controversial. Why are they against it? Because they think that it tells you to not feed your baby. And maybe in like the other episodes, like, or the prior versions, it may have said to like stick to the schedule. But at least this one, it says stick to the schedule. But if your baby's hungry, feed them. What about chapter four? Don't feed your kids. <laughs> yeah. Besides that chapter, never feed a newborn baby. Um So anyway, number one, and it's for newborn babies uh, and little babies, it's to sleep, eat, then play. Because a lot of people try to do the eat and then sleep. And the problem with that is, well, firstly, you want to nurse your baby to sleep because then they'll fall asleep and you're like, oh, thank God, it's finally asleep. But what happens is midway with eating, they get tired and they fall asleep and they're not actually full. So then they wake up screaming and crying, and by the time they wake themselves up because they're so hungry, they're usually fucking pissed. And then and then it's hard to latch on, like you have other issues, and and it's just easier to do the sleep eat play. Um, my baby never woke up crying, like super rarely. We'd hear her wake up, she'd start making her noises, like and we'd go get her before she'd start crying because I didn't want to teach her, hey, cry, and then I'll come get you. So we'd get her and feed her immediately every time she woke up. We also had a schedule for her like every three hours when she was a newborn. We'd wake her up and feed her. So she never had to ask for food. She knew I'm getting food. I'm safe. I'm protected. I'm full. And in the middle of the night, you'd want him to fall back asleep, of course. But we would wake her. Sometimes we'd have to take off her clothes to, like, get her to wake up to actually eat. Um, but she's she's never really woken up crying. She's always That's been really super good. happy. Yeah. So always sleep, eat, then play. Then sleep, eat, play. So that's my number one tip for newborns and babies. These aren't in any order, by the way. Um, number two is when they start eating, it's for play, not nutrition. So if a little baby you put a bunch of food in front of them, they're, they just want to feel it. They want to gnaw on it. They want to get the textures, the different flavors. Everything's new. They want to feel it and squish it in their pants. Sometimes their hair, sometimes their toes. Like they're, they're interested in This playing. is literally me every night <laughs> around 2 a.m. Yep. <laughs> Just rubbing it in his face. You have to ask. You have to ask my wife because there's a day I woke up and 
palm of my hand was a rainbow. So I'd gotten <laughs> up in the middle of the night, sleepwalked to the kitchen, found some Skittles, held onto those suckers like it was like Seriously, gold, do you sleep and eat? ate them in my sleep. How do you even do that? <laughs> Apparently in my sleep, I was like, you know what? I need to taste the fucking rainbow right now. Right now. Damn it. How do you, how do you not choke? Here's the other thing. How do you sleepwalk when you only have one leg? Yeah. So I sleep. Did you hopped. hop? I hopped. Does that happen a lot or was this like a fluke? It does not happen a lot. Oh, but no, for real. It was like that one time. That's really weird. You sure it was Skittles? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I found a couple in the bed with me. It was like rainbows. That's weird. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> um, sometimes they have to try something 20 times before they decide to like it or not. Like Finley loved eggs, like ate them up. It was like the one food that we knew she'd eat eggs. And then she just stopped eating them for like a month. And I kept giving them to her three times a week. And and she she eventually liked the eggs again, and now she eats them again. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's annoying. That's kind of me with beer. I hate beer. I hate. Beer. I have to like take it in small amounts. Try to get used to it. I'm at the point now where I can drink it without making like a sour. <laughs> I'll just stick with whiskey. Beer's just bleh. I can't. Um. Yeah. So number three, this quote is from Teresa Pittman, and her book is called Baby Led Weaning. It is your job to provide healthy and nutritious foods. It's your baby's job to decide what and how much to eat. So you pile those healthy foods in front of them, and sometimes they're going to be like, I don't want this. I only want Cheerios. I only want French fries. I only want chicken nuggets. This is the stage where parents start getting into the, my baby's not eating, but she'll she'll eat cookies. So I'll just give her cookies because she has to eat something. I like no. where this is going. No, <laughs> she's getting milk. Like they, all they need is milk at this age. Like they, if they don't eat for a couple meals, it's okay. Sometimes we don't eat for a couple meals because we're busy or we're just not hungry some days. Like it's, it's fine. Don't freak out not going to starve themselves to death like it's okay it is hard it's hard to not see your babies eat there's something in us when our kid doesn't eat our food especially our food that we like made them and you're like fucking eat the food like what is wrong with you just eat it um but it's okay they'll eat tomorrow just try again the next day don't don't cave into their little french fry or like tonight sitting down at dinner we're having our Famous hamburger helper. <laughs> we sit down to eat. My daughter serves herself. She has this thing where she'll eat all the noodles and leave the meat. I knew this was coming tonight. I knew it. So my <laughs> wife served herself and then I served myself and I left a little bit of noodles and meat. She served up the rest. We get about halfway through. Her noodles are gone. Just meat. Can I get some more noodles? There's none left. Eat your meat. <laughs> How can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? Did she eat her meat? She did. Good job. Um, oh, actually, on this tip, uh, my one-year-old uh, a couple days ago didn't eat her food. Like She had like two bites and just start rubbing it in her hair, tossing it on the ground. And we're like, okay, you're done. And she signs all done because she knows some sign language. Um, 
She gets all done. She's wandering around the kitchen. My 10-year-old stepdaughter is still eating. She goes over to my stepdaughter and taps her on the leg and signs, eat please, and like points at her food. Like, give me some of your food that looks way better than what I was having. And my stepdaughter said to her, you didn't finish your dinner, so you don't get any snacks and you definitely don't get dessert. (laughs) She totally said that to my one-year-old. And I was like, that is exactly right. That is how we do in this household. But she was getting a bottle before bed so it was totally fine she just had to be hungry for an hour and she was fine guess what she ate the next morning and she ate all her food the whole time you were saying that i just replaced baby and daughter with drunk roommate <laughs> it's pretty it's much amazing. the same thing well, those are good tips um there's only three oh you got oh, two more, two more. <laughs> yeah. okay. um so tip number four sorry the kitchen is closed and this is a quote from Jill Castle. She's a dietitian and nutritionist. Um, it's so that kids get like a healthy eating habit because if they know they can rely on snacks and meals from you, then they're not going to be like going to the kitchen and filling up before you eat. And if they're like, mom, I'm hungry, it's perfectly fine for you to say, sorry, the kitchen's closed. We're going to open again at three o'clock for a snack. Like it's totally fine. You're not being mean to your kid by not being a short order cook. And then number five is to give choices. So would you like a tuna fish sandwich or a turkey sandwich? Don't ask, are you hungry? Would you like to eat your food or be grounded for me? <laughs> or that. But, and you could give choices with a lot of things. Like that's a tip that's not just for food. Like, do you want to take a shower or take a bath? It's not, do you want to take a shower? No. <laughs> of course yeah. they're going to say no. Yeah, with eating, we had to... We had to change the way we were doing it. Before, my wife would dish it up for my daughter to make sure she got the right amount of protein and veggies and carbs or whatever. My daughter hated it. So we moved to the system now where my daughter serves herself. But for however much carbs she adds, she has to have the same amount of veggies <laughs> and twice as much in protein. Nice. That's the other rule is since she's serving herself, she has to eat it all. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't serve it up. She knows how hungry she is. And if she doesn't eat it, there are no snacks. If she does eat it, the kitchen closes five minutes before bedtime. Yeah. And that's that's worked really well, except for tonight with the meat and noodles. <laughs> yeah, now that we've had that like system in place we do have a snack bin that she can go to whenever but she she knows like if she doesn't finish dinner that's that snack bin like desserts anything's not not happening for her so she doesn't even ask or try at this point which is great just broke her down yep just broke her spirit (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right jen what's sex that's it that's all i had tips those are good tips um what do you want to talk about next I have two one-ups. This is the part of the podcast where we share a one-up parenting moment or a game-over parenting moment. This may sound like a kid-friendly segment, but it's not. So kick those babies out of the house because it's grown-up podcast time. Okay. Um, The first one is that Finley's been obsessed with buckles, like trying to buckle things herself. And she's like quiet and focused on it. Like... Just Do you use those plastic focused. ones yeah. that like go into each other? Yeah. That like pinch your skin? Yeah, but she'll learn, right? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> there's these buckle toys on Amazon. And they're like 30 bucks each. 
And my husband's like, why don't we just make one? Because it's $30 for a buckle toy. Yeah. So I went to Michael's and they have like a buckle for $4. Just the buckle part. No straps, nothing. And I got the genius idea to go to Petco. And that's where the pets go. And we went to the clearance section. And I found two different dog collars. One was a harness with like a mini buckle. And one was a bigger one with a big buckle. And it was eight bucks for two. And they're on clearance. And she carries those suckers around for days. Like she just sits there and tries to buckle them. And she'll just carry them around like they're the coolest toys in the world. It was eight bucks. So you fed your daughter by throwing food on the floor. So you see what you're going <laughs> And now you're buying toys from the pet store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We well, got Yeah. That's how I parent. She needs to go to the bathroom. Do you just strip her naked just and put her in the backyard? Sh- shove her outside. Yep. She goes in the house. I rub her nose in it. <laughs> and then my other one, I've been listening to this awesome podcast called Unruffled. If you have a new baby or toddler, it's like about respectful parenting. Anyway. It talks about if, like, to just let them climb on stuff. Don't try to overhelp. Like, just watch and see what happens. If, if it's not IKEA if, furniture. <laughs> why right? is that bad? Did you not know? No. Anytime you buy IKEA furniture, they ask you at checkout, did you buy, like, the wall harness thing that connects it to the oh. wall? Because they had some kids die oh. climbing on dressers. Our dresser is linked to the wall in her room because she would totally climb on it and our bookcases. Yeah, um, n- none of our stuff is. So. Well, I'd hope your 11-year-old isn't like climbing up her dresser. That's you'd, other problem. You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, so obviously, unless they're in danger, then stop them. But we went to a park and there was like this five-foot slide and... She's 14 months old. She went up the stairs. She climbed the three platforms, which I'm following kind of close behind. She got to the slide, turned around, laid on her stomach, and went down the slide by herself at 14 months old. That's climbed huge. all the way up and went down and then got off like it was nothing. Didn't fall at the end. I was like amazed. Man, it was really cool. She's going to be moving out in the next year. Or two. Yeah. She better get a job, start paying rent. So, yeah, those were my one up. That's really cool. Do you have a one-up for game over? I do have a one-up. Oh, shit. Well. Our notes only show a game over. I guess I put this in my, I'm not crying, you're crying. Mm. But I'm going to, I'm going to call it my one-up. You go, you go with it. You do. Oh, you. thanks. You go, girl. Yeah, yeah you, you get it. Um, I have this cute picture I'll show you. Aw, it's a picture of me. That's so sweet. Jen, you're just looking at your phone. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can pull it up. The audience is just waiting to see this picture. I'll put, I'll, put the picture <laughs> I'll put the picture on our website so you can see it. Are you pulling it up to then describe it? Or um, are you thinking that people I'll can just see the you. podcast? So that Aww, is little Aubrey. Little Aubrey, she's so tiny. When I what happened? When I was going through my divorce, um, I told my ex that she could still live in the house, take care of my daughter, but we won't be sharing a bed. We won't be sharing a bank account. A lot of people start out like that. Very few people follow through. Well, yeah, because it's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Not um, judging anyone. I I didn't I didn't have a choice. Because if I kicked her out, they had nowhere to go. 
Mm, yeah. That, that's... And she refused to believe that the papers she was served for divorce were real. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So anyways. I, got, I get fake divorce papers all the time. <laughs> I got sick of coming home and arguing. So I bought a bike. So I'd come home from work, jump on the bike. So this is a little Aubrey at maybe two years old. And she's, she's so cute. helping me put it together. Here's a cute little video of her cleaning. How old was she? Like two. Oh. So like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those memories that'll stay with me forever. Yeah. Um, I've had a bunch of bikes stolen since then. I've never had a real new bike. Until a few weeks ago. And I dropped a few thousand dollars <laughs> on my dream bike. That's awesome. And it gets delivered and I go to walk out to the garage and she goes, Dad, can I help help you build this one? Aw. As I'm like trying to hold it all in and not cry. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And so she helped me. She didn't help me the whole time. There was a <laughs> good 30 minutes there where she was making up hip hop dances. <laughs> Around me while I'm That's trying to part of bike building. put the bike together. I don't know if you watch Bob's Burgers. Of course. But she yes. danced around just like Jimmy Jr. Oh, awesome. Which is great. She have a hamburger costume just, on. <laughs> just flailing and just doing like. Oh, Jimmy's the butt one, not the hamburger costume. Yeah. That's you, Jimmy. Yeah, All Jimmy right. Jr. lives across the street. The list guy. Jimmy Pesto. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> Still played by Bob from Bob's Burgers. Is it? Mm -hmm. I didn't it's know Sean Benjamin. that. <laughs> but yeah, so she helped me build it, and then we went on a bike ride, and it was that's one of those, cute. One of those cool little things that we have together. Awesome. So I would, yeah, I guess it's a one up. <laughs> I didn't really do anything good for her. It was all just for me. <laughs> but I liked it. Are good you job. drowning? No, that's my one up. No, he's <laughs> <laughs> needs some work. A little bit. We'll work on. Okay, I'll practice for next yeah, time. Yeah, so that was my one-up. Should I do my game over? Sure. This is a hard game over. This is a hard one. Um, I recently came to the realization that I'm pretty depressed. It started with shoulder surgery back in February that I was assured by everybody was a quick two-week recovery. Super simple. And it was arthroscopic. It wasn't open surgery, so it should have been quick. That first two weeks, I was a prisoner in my own body. It sucked. That first night, I had hiccups for 13 hours as like anesthetic wore off on my shoulder and down into my diaphragm. Hiccups for 13 hours? Oh, could you even sleep? Oh. Not at all. Didn't sleep at all. Ooh. And then they don't give pain pills anymore. For the pain so i just had like prescription strength tylenol and it sucked yeah i couldn't sleep i uh i ended up going about a week and a half with a couple hours of sleep a night if that wow and then i finally got i mean not sleeping alone that alone will make you depressed like really easily really fast yeah so i ended up i got i ended up getting some pain medication for my surgeon about a week and a half after surgery Taking a shower, super excited to sleep, go to get out of the shower and I slip mm. and I catch myself on my shoulder. I just uh. had surgery on and it hurt like a bitch. 
And for the first time in my life, I had a mental breakdown. Mm. I couldn't stop crying. My wife was trying to console me just because I knew I wasn't going to sleep. Yeah, that's frustrating. I'm not able to do the stuff. I mean, I used to work out every day. I do 20 miles on the bike, you know, four times a week. Yeah, you used to be like at the gym all the time on the bike. And it took my wife telling me, hey, I've noticed you're sad a lot. And I had to kind of admit to her that most nights I stay up alone and I kind of cry at night because mm. I'm just sad. Yeah. There's some stuff that happened at work and some stuff that happened with my wife's family regarding me that really put me in a bad place, really bad place. And I I had to apologize to my wife and my daughter. I wrote them both a, a letter telling them how much I love them, how I don't mean to be distant. I don't mean to be grumpy and sad and tired and that I'm going to fix it. I'm going to work on it. That was one of the hardest conversations I've ever had. Yeah, I bet. But it's really important for my daughter to know that I'm fighting with, through something. Yeah. And oh, I'm not yeah. just Super pushing her important. away. Yeah. And I'm not just pushing her away. Well, side. and it's good for kids to know that grownups aren't just robots, that everything rolls off our back and it's fine. Like, sure, we should be calm a lot of the time, but we we have moments of sadness and anger and all that stuff and that it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. So I ended up getting a steroid injection in my shoulder a while back. And that's helped quite ripped. a bit. And now I'm back on the bike. And it's amazing how much that stuff really helps with mental health. Yeah. I I really want to start working out more before Finley. I would do it all the time. And it's just so hard to find the time with a toddler. Time and motivation. Yeah, because I'm exhausted by the, by the time she goes to bed. I just want to sit down and do nothing. Eat a packet of Oreos. <laughs> I still get my 10,000 steps a day. But other than that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I it's did hard. finally go hiking last weekend. That's good. It was awesome. Yeah. So That's really on my good. back. Got a new hiking backpack for by new, I mean used on classified ad, but you know. <laughs> Whatever works. New to me. <laughs> but yeah, so I've scheduled an appointment with a psychologist for next month. It's awesome. And since I've been back on the bike, it's been a lot better. But I realized at like the bottom of that pit, I just haven't dealt with anything in my life. I just shove everything to the side and I just don't Well, you've had to deal with, uh, which we'll probably cover in a different episode because I want to do an episode on mental illnesses. Uh, but your mom and your ex-wife both had severe mental illness that you've, so pretty much your whole life, you've yeah. dealt with one form of it. And yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I went from, my mom is... NPD, so Narcissistic Personality Disorder. Oh, 100%. And it plagued us as kids our whole life. And I eventually had to kind of cut my mom out of our lives about five years ago. And it's sad to say it's improved my relationship with my wife and it's cut down on stress and drama. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, my ex, I'm not sure what she has. Um, people have said maybe borderline personality disorder, some bipolar, some schizophrenia. But she's homeless. She's living on the street and she refuses to admit that anything's wrong. Last I heard, she was sleeping at a church. Is she still doing that or nope, did she, she get kicked out? she's on the streets, on the streets. Oh. Did she write you anymore? Or? Um, so she writes my daughter's letter. 
letters. And you interview them, And right? we intercept them. Yeah. And we read them. Um, my daughter struggles with migraines and stress brings on those migraines. And she stresses about her biological mom a lot. I'm sure. So we intercept a lot of that stuff. And the last one we got said that she was maybe thinking about getting a job in a couple months. Yeah, might be a good idea after you're homeless. Like maybe at that point, maybe get a job. From the woman who told me that working 80 hours is disgusting and inappropriate. It was 40 hours a week. Yeah. was inappropriate. Anyways, so that's kind of my big game over is that I let it go for so long, despite knowing that I'm depressed and letting it affect my marriage, my relationship with my daughter, relationship with friends. But So that's my big. But it's kind of a one up because you're trying to work on it. Like a lot of people think. Well, I'm depressed a lot of the time, but I have good days, so I'm okay. It's not like I just lay in bed all the time and don't work or don't do anything. Like, I'm working and I still have fun sometimes. But even if you do that, like, if you're depressed 50% of the time even, like, go go get help. Like, it's, why not talk to somebody? It's like having a car with big holes in the gas tank. The radio turns on and yeah. the air conditioning <laughs> works and... It'll run for a little bit before running out of gas. Yeah. It's not okay. Get get help. And there's nothing shameful about seeing therapists, counselors, psychiatrists, like whatever. And even if they have to put you on meds. I was on meds after I had my baby for three months. I was on Prozac and I'd never taken anything like that before. But I was like so anxiety ridden that I felt like I was going to lose my mind. And I was able to go off them. And, you know, even if you have to use that as a crutch. Now, if you've had issues for a long time, don't go off your meds. Like, just because you start feeling better. Because my issues were like a fluke. But if you've had years of issues and your meds start to make you feel better, that doesn't mean go off the meds. It means that they're working and stay on on the medication. Yeah, I got put on some after my divorce when my ex kind of ran away with my daughter. And I didn't even know I was depressed. It took my brother-in-law saying, dude, you are not yourself. And yeah, all they did was they just put me on a medication for a little bit and let my levels kind of figure themselves out. And then they kept me on it for another six months and tapered it off and helped a lot. That's good. Yeah, I didn't didn't see my therapist for like a year and a half until I had my baby. And now I see him once a month just – because I feel like I still need to kind of check in here or there. And I'm happy with that. That's really good. Yeah. But yeah. So what are we doing next? True crime. Oh, shit. What just happened? That's right. It's true crime time. Jen, what'd your kid do now? Jen, what has your kid done? I think she ate a rock, but I don't know. Which kid? The 10-year-old? Yep. She's just shoving them into her mouth. No, uh, my daughter's obsessed with rocks. Why are kids, why do kids like rocks? Even my 10-year-old collects rocks sometimes. She just brings them home and is like, look at this rock. When and my daughter was one, two, three, we had a row of rocks. They weren't allowed so in the house, weird. but she could put them by the steps. Yeah, we have that rule. Like, no rocks in the cars, no rocks in the house. Get this. 
she still brings home rocks. What in is it? I collected rocks as a kid, though, so I can't really. Maybe it's a girl thing. I don't know. Well, in my daughter's defense, she loves geology, and she can point out this is this type of rock. That's good. I I could name that's where this is from. So. I had a tiger eye. You know, everyone's got a tiger eye in their collection. My dad, when when he got married, his wedding ring was a tiger's eye. Ooh. I thought it was so awesome. It follows me wherever I go. Oh, man. So we call them her security rocks because every time she's outside, she beelines it for rocks and she carries one around. She carries it the whole walk. She just holds it in her hand. I don't know why. So she had two rocks and I was talking to my husband and then we went to go inside and it's no rocks in the house and it's usually for half a minute and then she's over it. There was only one rock in her hand and I don't, I didn't hear her drop it and I didn't see her drop the other one, but I wasn't paying attention to her and she sometimes puts them in her mouth. Oh, what, what made me think of, cause we went inside and she kind of did this like, like like a swallow and like kept rubbing her tongue against her roof of her mouth like so i'm pretty sure she swallowed one but i i guess we'll never know next time we go camping together (laughs) i'm gonna bring some chocolate rocks (laughs) and i'm just gonna feed them to your daughter and then she's gonna eat every rock (laughs) so sad she probably already does so yeah that's my true crime because I would think it would be obvious because they're still pretty. Most of them aren't like super solid at this point. But I don't know because she goes to daycare, too. I guess I should probably tell her, hey, let me know if you see a rock in there. Look through the logs for a rock. So, yeah, that's that's my true crime. All right. My true crime. We have been battling my daughter with potty accidents for almost six years years mm-hmm. we can't figure it out can't figure it out at all and we're at the point now where we tell her look this is something that you're just not getting over but we need you to clean it up we need you to clean it up right away well my wife found a pair in the garbage is it like pee or poo like poo oh so my wife like, found a like pair. a sharp poo or is it like a like a poo poo. Yeah, a little column A, column B. <laughs> it's a sharp poo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my wife found like a pair that like she threw away. Oh, and in talking to her, that's she just cleaning them up. She just wouldn't like admit to it. I'm like, look, if you had an accident, just say I had an accident. Go clean it up. That's it. I've had accidents. The other. The other day, I had <laughs> are we gonna hear that story? <laughs> I was on my bike, and anyone who does endurance sports knows that you poop before you go, and if you don't get it all out, it's coming back. You go before you go, and sure enough, like three miles from home, my <laughs> tummy's just blah, 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 blah. fuck. So yeah, I was clenching it in the whole way, and I think I hit a bump and breathed out hard or something. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Anyway, like Fox. Did you like throw Father. your underwear in the garbage? No, but she did. And when I asked her about it, she goes, "Oh, I, that's not poop. I just didn't wipe." 
That's and I said, well, that is possibly worse. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, how did you know that you pooped your pants? She's like, well, I went to go itch and I felt a poop. So she like itches on the inside of her. No, she said outside. Oh, she's itchy and she felt a poop. And I said, Aubrey, if you wiped all the way, you wouldn't have felt a poop. Yeah. And I was trying to demonstrate this by licking my arm putting my shirt over it and go, see, I can't feel poop. And then putting my phone on my arm and covering it with going, oh, I can feel poop. One can happen as a poop accident. The other one doesn't happen from wiping. Well, I hit my arm a little too hard with my phone. Wow, that's a big mark. a nice little bruise there. Well, you weren't angry at all, I could see. I was so frustrated because she just, no, it wasn't that. Well, you wouldn't have had a poop if you didn't poop. But the big thing is you didn't clean it up. You didn't try. You just threw it away. So my wife throws it away outside. I was like, you can't do that. She's got to clean it up. She's got to get on there and clean it up. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. It's our biggest struggle. And I don't know how to solve it. Did, you, did she clean it up? That's good. Well, and I pulled her aside. I said, look, kid, you hate getting yelled at. Why don't you just try cleaning them up? Yeah. Just shrug. And then I don't no know. one would know. I was like, in six years, you haven't tried it. Just clean it up, take care of it. I don't want to see it. Your mom doesn't want to see it. Yeah. If that's something that you're going to keep in your life, you just got to start cleaning it up. Yeah. That's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's, it's literally our biggest struggle with her. If anyone has any poop tips, <laughs> do hello at unqualifiedparenting.com. And put oh shit in the title. Oh, that's that's a good way to filter those no. millions of emails we'll receive. If this is your first episode, we don't talk about poop <laughs> this often usually. Here's the thing. When it comes to kids, it's either poop, pee, or puke, or boogers, mm. or all of them. <laughs> Sounds like a fun day. Has your daughter thrown up in your mouth yet? No. It's coming. No, no. That was the I'm I I block for that. Like I'm aware that that happens, and when she's that, pretty much past the spit up stage. And that happened with my daughter. She was like six, sick. Thanks. Six. I I like here. We're like sleeping on an air mattress together because I'm visiting my sister. That's like and grown I, up. I hear at that. Like, point. And so I rolled over and kind of like push up stance over. I was like, Hey, are you okay? right in my face (laughs) open mouth i grabbed her and like threw her to the side and like ran to the bathroom like you just puke over there just did you puke almost i would have puked man it was i would have lost it yeah it was gross for our first time listeners we normally don't talk about puke this much either (laughs) here's the thing kids are gross and they're disgusting and they're smelly and they're all assholes and sometimes you just want to choke the living shit out of them. And then they smile at you. And, and then everything's you okay. do it all over again every day. Or anytime my daughter says, hey, dad, you want to hang out? All right, all's forgiven. <laughs> On that note, um, so it was really cute. I was holding her friend, Ben, from daycare. He's uh, two, two months younger than her. And, of course, she wants to be held if I'm holding him. So I was holding them both, and I was getting ready to leave. So I was like, Finley, can I have a kiss? And she looks at Ben, and she slowly leans over to kiss him, and he leans back, and they kissed on the mouth. And it was so cute. It was so cute. And she made, like, the little, 
you know, like exaggerated kiss noises that one-year-olds do. He just like put his face in there, but but it was really cute that they like each other because she can be pretty pretty big dick to him. She knocks him down all the time. She takes his toys. Him. I don't know why she like doesn't want to share with him. I don't know. That's right. When my daughter was five, I just got custody of her. And I had a friend who would watch her during the day with her son. I get a phone call. It's probably like one in the afternoon. I'm at work. She's like, look, your daughter hit my son. I was like, (laughs) that doesn't sound like her at all. That's not her. Well, and that's pretty normal kid learning behavior. So I'm like, all right, I'll address it at home. You don't need to discipline. Pick her up. And as we're driving, I'm like, hey, why'd you hit your friend? Well, I told him I loved him. And he told me to go away. Oh, sad. <laughs> oh, he broke your like, little five-year-old heart. So I just told her, I was like, that's probably not the best way to handle that. Mm. But I can understand where your emotions yeah. are. <laughs> this is so sad. Oh, crushed. Yeah. Um, I think that does it. Yeah. Does that take care of us today? Yep. If you have any questions or topics or advice, or if you want us to tell you you're being an asshole or your husband's being an asshole or your wife or your mom or whoever, email us at hello at unqualifiedparenting.com. And congratulations, you've survived another fortnight of parenting. And we'll see you next episode.